Hello, hello, it is Brian Ford with Self-Improvement Daily. Take ownership of your personal development one tip at a time. And it's time for a self-improvement sit down. Now that's an important detail because usually on the podcast, I share a quick two minutes about some personal development topic, a reflection, exercise, story, observation, or insight, hoping that will help you broaden your perspective a bit and take action on the things that feel appropriate. I'll be back with another tomorrow, and the next day, and the next week, and the next month, and probably the next year. So be sure to subscribe if you want to prioritize your personal development on a daily basis. But this episode is different. In self-improvement sit-down interviews, I spend time with experts in their field so we can learn from them exactly how they do it. This conversation in particular is jam-packed with little insights. So listen closely and get ready. This is self-improvement sit-down number 52 with Danette May. And we are live. Today's guest is Danette May. Danette is America's leading healthy lifestyle expert and a strong advocate for self-care and self-love. As the author of The Rise and founder of The Rise Movement, she helps people around the world transform their lives through self-expression and empowers people to reclaim their health by teaching about healing nutrition, movement, and mindset. I could go on, but you'd probably rather hear from her. Danette, great to be with you today. Thanks for joining me. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. So something I didn't touch on in that very brief description, because I just want to get into you know, the conversation, but something I didn't touch on and what really stood out to me after learning more about you is your intuition. And I, I honestly, I don't know if I've ever come across someone who is as attuned to their soul and as trusting and as faithful of their intuition as you are. And it's really remarkable. So I'd, I'd love if we could just kind of start by kind of understanding a little bit more about your relationship with your intuition, how you relate with your soul, um, just to kind of lift the hood a little bit so we can learn about that element of you. Wow. Thank you. That was a huge compliment, by the way. Um, it's something that I am working on every single day. I feel like it's the secret sauce to massive abundance, peace, joy in this lifetime. And, and ultimately what I define as success, um, to me, listening to what your soul's call is and stepping into it, no matter what to me is the definition of success. So <laughs> thank you so much for that. And um, yeah, you know, for me, everything that people see on the outside. So, you know, the books, the speaking, the retreats, you know, the superfood company, which I started a superfood company called earth echo foods, what people see on the outside I'm unapologetic about because I didn't always operate in my intuition and I didn't always operate in my soul. And once I started doing that, everything shifted for me and this business, the relationships I have, my health wouldn't be where it is today if I wasn't listening to my intuition. So I'm happy to dive into intuition, soul's call, the things I do to cultivate that intuition, what that looks like, because I've also not done it and, and lived a pretty rough time when I didn't, I lost my son. Um, I went through terrible divorce. I had $47 to my name as a single mom with two kids. So I've definitely gone through the mud and the muck and the chaos by operating out of that alignment. And so I, I definitely know the difference. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And we'll touch on some of that. You know, a lot of your philosophy comes around the rise, which is, you know, how do you turn your mess into your message? How do you take that rock bottom and use it as your fuel? And that's definitely something to touch on, but something that that stood out to me about just your internal practices and the way that you cultivate that intuition and listen to your soul as you have your soul writing practice. Um, and just very selfishly, I want to learn all about this because I want to use it for myself. But could you describe a little bit more about, about what that is and the benefits of it and how you can kind of step into that? Yeah. So I call it soul writing. You can call it whatever you want. And, and actually before you hit record, we, you were like, how, did you do your morning routine? And I was up at five doing this soul writing and I, it's a non-negotiable for me um, because I've seen massive, massive benefits. So just before I share the tactical to it, I do want to get people excited about what can come of it. If you step into this time with yourself and with your higher self and your higher power. Um, when I started soul writing within one week, we were on the way to shifting something in our business that created a 10 X in our business. It has given me answers to things going on in my daughter's life that she was like, how did you know that mom? And we were able to course correct, um, people to hire my business um, information around someone that we shouldn't have hired that saved us from a big, big, you know, if you hire someone higher up in leadership, it can be this big distraction if you hire the wrong one. And we ended up finding out later that it could have been, but I knew through my soul writing. So just getting you excited about it. Um, that's what can come. But so what it is, is basically you're setting this intention to commune with the higher part of you. Now, whether you believe this or not, you are connected to divine intelligence. Um, you are connected to every plant, to every sense of abundance that you see in nature that you think is magnificent. You are also connected to the greats of the greats that have passed on, the legends, the people that you think are legends in this lifetime, everyone is connected through a cellular level. And we can trace this back, whether you want to believe it or not, and we won't get into all of that. But if you go with this intention that I am connected to it all, and I have divine intelligence coursing through me, instead of constantly Googling outside of myself, I'm going to Google within. And you basically set this intention. And for me, it's morning time. We do know, and I do all this studying with indigenous tribes and different healers, um, there is a common denominator from the indigenous tribes in Africa, the Aztecs, the Mayans, the Peruvians. What we found is they were all saying that the veil is the thinnest between sunrise and sunset, meaning your intuition is spiked during those times. So I get up right before the sunrise comes up so that I'm in a space to witness that miracle and be with that thin veil of knowing and I set the intention to commune with my higher self. And all I do is I light a fire, you could light a candle and I sit down and I have my journal and I write, what would you have me know? And I literally write whatever comes up. And sometimes it doesn't make sense. Sometimes it, it just like my brain's just trying to process things and it's coming out. I don't judge. I don't go, oh, I shouldn't write about that. I just write whatever wants to come out and you'll be shocked with as you get into this practice, just like any practice, you will start to receive information that you're like, huh? So for example, back in the day, but when Facebook had just turned on the live feature, I was sitting in this practice of soul writing. And I remember literally writing down, which I thought was so interesting, run an ad to a live that you do to your program. No one was doing this. 
right? No one was doing this. It was just, it was a new feature that had come out. I went to my team because when you get a hit, even if it doesn't make sense, you step into it. And this is what's going to help build your intuition. So I was like, hey team, let's run an ad. I'm going to go <laughs> make a smoothie in the kitchen, put the camera up, run and run ads to it. We could, that one video in this dark kitchen, jangity live that I did, 8 million views right out of the gate through these lives. And that's when our business started taking off. We started harnessing these lives. It's changed now a little bit, but there are new things that come to me through this soul writing. So anyway, that's what's super exciting about this um, ritual, habit, whatever you want to call it. Right. Yeah. But <laughs> what you're alluding to and what you articulated is there's just so much history to that intuition. You know, it's you think of like, oh, it, it, you pull from your own experiences, the, your own lessons that you've learned. But no, like there is this more divine intelligence that we are connected to and, and no kind of the faith, like having faith in that is the difficult part, right? Is, is knowing that this is not only something that is beyond you and kind of channeling through you, but then also that it's correct, right? And, and I think that's kind of where the second part of it, the compliment to what you're talking about is, okay, you have this hit. Now you got to take action. You got to do something with it. It's one thing to know it. It's another thing to do something about it, you Absolutely. know? And, and that's just a common thread when it comes to developing anything. If you're developing intuition, if you're developing a skill, it's about practice. It's about rehearsal and, and trust and, and repetition, you know? So it's just, it's fascinating because a lot of these things that probably come up are very uncomfortable, but so be it, right? Like that's why they're there is they have that reason that came for, it came for a certain reason, you know? Um, so that's really, really incredible. Um, and, and kind of, I think the, the next version of this kind of, the, the soul conversation, right? You know, so we talked about the soul writing, but then also, you know, this is something that has so many different layers and faces to your life. So you also talk about soul contracts, you know, so contracts that you have in relationships. And I imagine that's both romantic as well as just personal relationships. But, you know, tell us a little bit more about that. What does a soul contract mean? What does it do for you? And how does this kind of metaphysical, um, like kind of energy play a role in, in the way that you step into your relationships? Yeah, so I am in massive research and I have been for the past six years. So around this idea of these soul contract connections, obviously every person we meet is someone that we, we have a soul contract with. I believe that, right? And some of them are just, you know, you every person you meet on the street, everyone is a reflection of yourself. This is a deep knowing. But there are certain people you bump into and you're like, man, they feel familiar man, I feel a sense of really deep comfort when I'm with them, or it just, something's different. Maybe you might even feel a resonance in your body. Sometimes it can happen with the opposite sex. And we might think that, oh, we're attracted to them or whatnot, but there, it's something different. There's almost like a, like a tingling or there's, um, for some people, they feel it in their chest. Some people see flashes of lifetimes. Some people just feel really comfortable instantly. Right. And these, my friends, like what I would like to tell everyone is that take note. Hmm. These, I believe, are these soul contract connections that are really unique. And what happens though, especially people in marriage, because we have all these constructs that we've been like, you cannot have these deep feelings for someone else, or you cannot have this safety and this feeling of comfort with somebody else outside my marriage. But I want to challenge everyone that soul contract connections this is like 
an opportunity. And I believe right now we're in new, new times, especially in the world right now. And we're in bumping into what I believe everyone's purpose needs to step up and to really claim your purpose and claim your soul's calling. And if you are not honoring these contracts with these certain people, you might be a little bit sidetracked from that purpose. I believe they're here to help you accelerate onto that purpose, but um, it, re it would require, especially if it's the opposite sex and you have all these constructs, especially if you're married or you're dating someone to be really open that this doesn't have to be sexual. It, it may feel a little because their energy, sexual sexuality is just energy. And it, it doesn't mean it has to be expressed in this lifetime, but it, but I wouldn't turn away from it. I wouldn't put a story to it. I would literally open yourself up to asking questions, learning about what they're interested in, telling them your dreams, seeing if there's some type of collaboration. Yeah, that's interesting. And like, I, I feel myself kind of shuddering just by the idea of it, but you're right. I mean, that's kind of the point is like, there's, there's something special and unique to these, you know, ancestral, almost kind of just like generational connections that we might have. And, you know, if we turn away from that, then we're leaving something incredible on the table and something that we need and is required on the table, you know? So uh, yeah, I, I think kind of that authenticity and transparency around, Hey, this is the role that I think this is playing. This is what I've noticed. This is how I feel, you know, you being able to communicate with other people in your life, whether it's a partner or friends, whoever might be threatened by the relationship that's being cultivated, get in front of it, you know, and talk about like, Hey, this is how I feel. I want you to be a part of this because you're important to me. This is important to me. So let's get on the same page around this. Um, but, but I think when it just comes in general to conflict or confrontation, the best thing to do is kind of to get in front of it, because if you can, if you can almost present the problem before they think it's a problem, then they're going to try and solve it for you, you know, whoever you're working with, you know, so that's kind of just a, a, a hack almost, or kind of a, a practice that I try and implement as it relates to, you know, relationship yeah. dynamics and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, communication, is everything. And a lot of us don't harness the benefit of communication as well as we could. We could just be so open um, and, and just so like use our words. A lot of times we can just avoid a lot of well, perfect transition talking about being open. <laughs> Let's get into the rise, which is something that you've inspired so many people through. And as we kind of briefly touched on some of, or you briefly touched on some of your history, you know, related to, you know, losing a child, um, having a difficult divorce, you know, having $47 in your bank account, you know, you very much were in that space that a lot of people can relate to as, man, that was hard, you know, call it rock bottom, call it the greatest challenge you've ever experienced. Um, but from that, you've been able to obviously rise into everything that you are today, not only from a personal, you know, financial and kind of spiritual freedom standpoint, but also in the way that you can communicate and share what you've learned with others. Um, and, and that's kind of what I'd love to just help articulate for other people is, you know, you can relate to how it feels. You also can relate to what's required to get out of it. Um, so I, I'd love for you to just kind of quickly touch on what the rise means to you now, you know, now that you've been through it and you can kind of look back at it or unless you're still in it, I'm not sure, but I'd love to kind of hear your perspective on the rise and, and what it can do for people. Yeah. So I, uh, what he's referring to is I wrote a book called the rise and I also put on a large 1500 women traveled around the world at the Denver convention center called the rise and event. And I was I really wanted to share this concept around what is this gap between losing your son, being in depression, $47 to your name, to two eight-figure businesses, 
married to a man you love, like you're flourishing, you're thriving. What is that gap in between? (laughs) Because a lot of times we just think it's like this light bulb goes on and everything starts to be a trajectory and it's, there's ups and downs in this gap, but it ultimately leads to this evolution of the rise within yourself. And to me, the rise is honestly radical responsibility rising within yourself so that you can rise up externally. A lot of people want to look like they're doing so great externally. We have social media that is honestly not a blueprint. I I heard this yesterday. Someone goes, I used to watch social social media and thought it was the blueprint to success. And then I realized it's the illusion (laughs) of success. And a lot of us are looking at social media like this blueprint. We're trying to keep up with it and it's not, it's an, an illusion. And I, I want to remind people that the greatest rise that anyone will do will be the rise within themselves. And no one will see that rise until you've done all the work, right? It is going to be a little bit mucky. Um, and, and that is taking radical responsibility that wherever, whatever situation you're in, whether you want to label it good or bad is your fault and you created it. And you are the ultimate creator. And with that, you can take anything that's been, that you feel like is someone did to you or you're playing the victim, but you can take ownership of it because then you can flip the script. You can actually create the story that you want to create. And so that's the first one. And then, you know, the rise as well is understanding because I also was noticing, especially in the female community, and I'm wondering how people are going to feel about when I say this, but this is my stance. I was noticing as women were like getting empowered and like really wanting to use their voice and stand up, they were doing it in a way that was almost another form of separation. You did this to me, therefore I need to take back my rights. Mm. I am going to rise up and I'm mad at you for lower wage. I'm mad at you for the way it treated. But once again, that energy is still a separation. You're a man, I'm a woman. And the rise to me is recognizing that we're actually all one. Mm. And it's not about someone doing something to you or the man or the woman or the color or the race or whatever we have this disconnection to. It's understanding on a deep fundamental level that we are all one and that you are 100% responsible for your success. It's not someone taking it away from you and what, and, and celebrating as women, celebrating as a human race. And so that's what the rise was all about. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is something that I've needed to hear for a long time. And it's something that I've just been getting hit with probably for the last six months, just time and time again, you know, this idea of being 100% responsible for everything that happens, good and bad. It just, it's a theme right now. um, And I'm trying to really understand that. Um, I know that the logical side of my brain says, okay, well, if if, if you're 100% in control of your life, that means, you know, you control the controllables to dictate your outcomes, right? You control the input to produce the output. And, you know, how can you take responsibility for all the different inconveniences or challenges or things that aren't perfect? How can you um, you know, be the conduit to changing that. And uh, just you sharing it again in this way is just like, whew, like that really like hit me right in my soul. Um, because it's something that I have been really, really thinking about trying to um, incorporate as best as I can. So thank you. I mean, thank you for, for sharing that message. Um, and, and I think kind of a, a point that relates to that too, um, which 
is probably the hardest thing to do as it relates to hundred percent responsibility and ownership. And I don't know if you've actually, um, you know, research the podcast much, but every single day I say, take ownership of your personal development. So I talk about like, yes, you are the owner of all of the things that happen in your life. Um, but one of the hardest things to own is trauma and the stuff that people feel like you, you feel like people have done to you or circumstances have just done to you. Right. And there's truth to that, but at the same time, you know, there's also the relationship that you have with it. There's the response that you have to the stimulus, you know, and, and I feel like I've actually heard you um, just a really profound quote. Something you shared was, you know, as it relates to trauma, don't love that it happened, but love yourself through it. You know, mm -hmm. so that's, that's kind of a way to relate with some of these things. Um, and, and kind of the theme of that is forgiveness, right? It's like, how can you find forgiveness? Um, but in a, a safe and healthy way where you are the owner of that decision to forgive. Um, so I don't know. I don't, there's not really a question in there, but I'm, I'm sure you have a thought. I on it. love everything you're saying, because when I say 100% ownership, there are things that have been done to you that you're like, how, how am I responsible for that? And your, your part in it is your response to what happened. And, and that's the ownership piece is your response to it and how you're going to use it because ultimately it's the refiner's fire. I, I really love, there's a lot of biblical reference to the refiner's fire as well as if you've ever watched glass be molded or welding work, the, the toughest metals, the glass gets molded into its finest beauty and its finest potential through the heat of the fire. And when we're in the trauma, that is the heat of the fire. And that is our opportunity to be molded into the beautiful creation that we were meant to be. And so the pain is actually your path and the pain isn't, and the heat and the fire is not something to turn against. It's like, stay in there and know that you're being molded to the truest potential of who you are. Yeah. And there's that faith again, if you come kind of like back to trusting the hits in your soul, right? There's that faith that it was placed in your path for a reason. And yeah. it's difficult to admit. Um, it's difficult to see, especially when, you know, there's a lot of emotion wrapped up into it. But if you can, if you can kind of progress through that, man, um, is that powerful? That is so powerful. Mm -hmm. um, thank yeah. you. Cool. A lot of times it's just, uh, and it's just enough for your purpose for you to have empathy for someone else. You don't have to have anything other purpose around other than just that you now have empathy for anyone else that has gone through it as well. And that's powerful. That's powerful medicine. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Cool. Okay. And then one, one final topic here. Um, and again, you know, knowing about you and your rise um, and everything that you've gone through experienced, but also one of probably the most underrated tools that you have used in this process that I have, again, like this is such a timely conversation for me because it's something I've been thinking a lot about. Um, so that soul contract might be in existence here with this conversation, which is awesome. But um, the idea of visualization and how visualization is just an absolute hack to getting what you want in life. I've embraced it in certain areas and have just been astonished with how quickly things have manifested. I also have noticed times when I've been trying to force something and it just won't budge, you know? So it's like having kind of an authentic, genuine relationship with visualizing your future, having clarity of that signal, you know, being able to, you know, put out the frequency that a metaphysical level can 
kind of align you with and then bring into a third dimension. I know I'm getting more kind of woo woo and out there, but I know that you kind of, um, you're very experienced with that, but yeah. So what, like what has visualization done for you as you've progressed through these different stages of your recovery and career? Oh my gosh. Okay. I don't go a day without visualizing. And to me, I've never fully arrived. My expression and my dimensions are constantly unraveling on, on this journey of life that I get to experience. So I use visualization in my lowest of lows and in my highest of highs. And I lay out all of this idea around the metaphysical of all this abundance in your, in your life through my book, Embrace Abundance, which is going to share all the little things that I've done along the way in relationship, health, finances, career, purpose, all the things, right? Um, because I believe abundance is a 360 degree experience. It's not just money. It's not just success. Uh, what do you mean? Significance. It's all the gamuts, your relationships. So visualization, and let me just share, I share visualization tools in there. That's why I want it. Cause there's not like a one size for everyone. Like I think there's different ones and I've learned different things from, um, indigenous tribes. I have used <laughs> visualization to call in my partner, I've used visualization to grow my team. I've used visualization for my health, for my body. I look better in my 40s than I did in my 20s um, in my body. And I know it's the power of the mind. The body will go where the mind tells it. So how I harness this is I actually, there's different modalities and different ways to get into that visualization. Because some people, because I do high level coaching, some people will tell me, I actually am having a hard time seeing it. Like I have a hard time with my imagination and it doesn't mean that you don't have imagination. It just means that that neuron, that firing ability, because everybody's born with it. You see kids, they're like, they've got a whole village. They're like a super human. They're like, they're the most iconic. Like one, watch children. If you feel like you've lost your imagination and have them teach you, like, this is going to be fun for you. Like literally ask them if you could play a game with them and say, how do you do it and start to step into that. And they'll, they'll teach you. So if you've really gotten disconnected, go to a child and then they will love you forever too. And it's like the greatest thing you can do anyway. And you're going to learn from it. <laughs> just know it's like a muscle that you have to train. Um, if you've lost that connection, it will come back though. And it, and it will get stronger and stronger to so where people are seeing things even deeper and deeper. But what you just start with is, um, it's playing, it's like rubbing a genie, right? Like if you could rub a genie and ask for anything, what would it be? And knowing that you have to be very careful what you ask the genie, because if you've ever watched any like movies like Aladdin, if you're not specific, you might get something that you're like, wait, 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 I meant I wanted it to look this way and, feel <laughs> this way and, and show up this way. And at this time, that's how you have to be. So at start, start right. First, you want to write everything down. Like I recommend putting things pen to paper for sure. And then you can close your eyes. And I always say that it's when you close your eyes that you can truly see. Mm. And so closing your eyes and just imagine and just have fun with it. Don't, don't, don't make it a stress thing. Like imagine that you're just in the candy store of life and you get to pick and choose all of this and just have fun with it. So you're having fun with it. You're seeing it, you're feeling it. And then what you get to do after that is you don't get to worry about it anymore. You don't have to force this feeling anymore. You just get to now get into joy, hang out with fun people, go do something that lights you up, laugh a little bit more, get into pleasure a little bit more, because as you align in that, 
the universe is already, if you've thought it and felt it, it's already here. This is where I think the most misconception is, is that we think that we have to create it, that it isn't there. We have to like stack the bricks. We've got to like put on the mortar. We've got to create it. The truth is if you've seen it and felt it, it's already there. Mm -hmm. It's already here for your taking. You just now have to get into the joy and into the love and into the fun of life and you will flow right into it. Wow. Yeah. That's a very similar philosophy to what I have when it relates to kind of the Joe Dispenza approach of it, which is right. You got to think and feel right. And those kind of are feedback loop that come back and forth. But, you know, specifically when you like, when you're visualizing, you want to kind of feel that emotion. You want to feel kind of the presence of its existence and what, you know, you're right. What that does is on a metaphysical level is you've actually created that connection. You've created that reality on a different dimension, right? So that is true. And it's just a matter of that reality transitioning into your current dimension, which is this three-dimensional version that we're kind of living life in. And what you're describing, kind of this enthusiasm and energy, like what you're doing is you are allowing the universe to present possibilities in front of you through this high energetic state that will then bring the bridge to closing that gap between the metaphysical and the physical so that it ends up becoming reality in your physical dimension versus just your metaphysical dimension. So it's already there. The connection's already ingrained. You're already holding hands with who you want to be and what you want to do. It's just a matter of that actually being represented in your physical world and the different things that you can do to accelerate that, right? You could talk about affirmations. You talk about high energy. You talk about, you know, getting uncomfortable, all these different ways that you will actually be able to taste those possibilities that'll help accelerate you to creating that real connection, the physical, like I'm geeking out on. Um, I love this, this stuff too. <laughs> and it's like, we, it kind of circles back to the beginning conversation around intuition. The quickest way to build your intuition is one, you do the visualization. Once you do the visualization, what happens in the metaphysical, what he was describing to the 3d is you'll get hits of information. That's why the soul writing is so profound because you'll get mm information you'll you'll like go oh i should connect to this person or i actually need to go to the grocery store i need to go here and what happens is these pathways and just honor them you'll start to bump into clues and stepping into it but you've got to get into that action once you get into the action you start to go oh my intuition was bang on even if it doesn't make sense at the beginning then you start to build up that confidence in your intuition right but it's it's so it's so fun. This life is so mm -hmm. fun. And there's speed ways to this, right? Obviously, orgasm, um, working out, just getting done laughing hysterically with friends. Those are like conduits. Like I call them like the super hard ways. Like if you were to rub up your car and you would have like nitro and you could push the <laughs> nitro button. It's like, okay, now you have the nitro juice and you're really in that frequency. And so that's when I actually, for me, after a workout, after orgasm, if I've just like been high vibing, like for me, travel just gets me all jazz, like just being in new cultures, I'm like in visualization because it accelerates that progression because I'm in extreme joy. I'm in extreme pleasure. And I just wanted to share that little nitro juice for everybody. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. No, it's, it's profound. Yeah. I mean, and I, I didn't recognize kind of the, the energy that you carry in life as being kind of one of the accelerants. You know, I kind of mentioned the other ones that I've noticed, which is, oh, you know, trust that hit, you know, take action, be decisive. You know, there are other kind of more tactical things too, but then you just layer on top of kind of the positive energy and the enthusiasm, which will then, you know, carry you that much further. So yeah. that that's awesome. All right, Danette. So 
we've covered a lot of stuff in the conversation. Um, but if there's one takeaway that you just want to highlight that either represents everything we've talked about, or maybe is a branch off of it, but is important to mention kind of what's the, what's something that you want to make sure people leave this conversation with? I, I would just recap it with that your infinite intelligence and that consciousness wants to experience life through you. And if that is true, juice it all and go after the thing in your heart. Be in that relationship. Believe that you can have it all that is showing up in your heartbeat and in your mind and in your dreams um, because you are infinite intelligence and it wants to express itself through you and your physical body. Ah, beautiful. Yeah. You are not anything. You are everything, right? Yes. That's exactly that. <laughs> Danette, thank you so much. This has been magical. And uh, yeah, I'm just so grateful for you and just keep on shining. You're doing so much great work and I, I can't wait to continue rooting you on from the sideline. Yeah. Thank you so much. That was Danette May, who honestly is the most intuitive person I have ever met. We talked about so many good things, like listening to your soul's message through soul writing and visualizations. We tapped into the rise and how we can view challenge, pain, and hardship as the perfect formula for self-growth. And we finished touching on spirituality and the incredible opportunity we have to create the lives we want simply by connecting with it on a metaphysical level. Danette has a few incredible opportunities for you. And if you liked what you heard today, then I highly encourage you to check them out. First is you can pre-order Danette's new book, like I already did, which is called Embrace Abundance. It comes with a bunch of awesome extra gifts, like a free live virtual relationship coaching session and her manifestation journal. And also talk about perfect timing. Next week, Danette is launching a relationship challenge where she will teach you how to attract your soulmate in only three weeks. If either of those are up your alley, I have links to both of them in the description of this episode. I'm blown away. How lucky am I to be a part of these incredible conversations and take consistent steps forward alongside you every single day as we pursue our development together. Reach out to me at selfimprovementdailytips at gmail.com if you want to grab a call and meet each other. Until then, thank you for listening and I'll see you next time on Self-Improvement Daily.